0: Morning everyone, welcome to Online Seller UK podcast. This morning we've got Andrew Grant from Clara Olivia and Andrew will be sharing his experience with regards to returns management.
1: Morning Andrew. Good morning Prabhat, thank you very much for inviting me along. I'm no. always happy to talk to you.
0: Brilliant, so this morning um, we, were to- we are talking about returns. So uh, how big is the problem, returns, on um, e-commerce. So before we do yeah. that, can you, can you introduce yourself and what you do? Yeah,
1: sure. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a brief rundown. So um, I'm relatively new, I guess, to e-commerce. Um, and I started perhaps slightly differently to many people in that I didn't start from scratch a business. Um, I went out and I bought an existing business. And I chose the business that I did because it ticked all the boxes in terms of being purely online, had a good website, had a great relationship with, a, with, with suppliers. Um, was just beginning to establish itself on eBay at the time, and I could see a lot of um, upside potential there. Um, And also the products that we sell is actually lingerie, typically bras actually, which are lightweight but reasonably high value. So a typical order value is around 30 to 40 pounds, um, but they're less than 200 grams usually, uh, so you can ship them very easily in a large letter size and um, uh, they 're just an easy commodity to uh, to work with. The downside is that there are lots of different sizes and colors which makes uh, variations an issue um, and The second downside is that uh, people often return them because of uh, because of sizing issues uh, which it, which it really speaks to your uh, your initial question about how big a problem it is. Obviously, returns are a problem for every business. Um, You know, everybody gets returns. There is no business that doesn't get them. If you're in e-commerce, it's something that you have to live with. And when I first started with the business, I hated returns. Genuinely hated returns um, because I just saw that as a hassle. Um, B, money going back out of the door that I'd already counted in. That was the most galling thing. And C, sometimes you had to uh, throw the goods away because they were damaged or um, they they just weren't saleable again or people had cut the tags off, etc. I chose deliberately not to argue with people about um, uh, whether they could or couldn't return things. I chose to accept everything. Um, But it is a problem, and it is a problem for every business. But there are things that you can do to uh, reduce the number of returns I, th- I think that's the most important thing to bear in mind yeah
0: yeah so um i think that we can't avoid returns uh, while selling online so nope. what sort of on an average you know what sort of return rate do you get
1: yeah right okay so when i uh, when i first took over the business I, in speaking doing my due diligence and speaking to the person who sold me the business um, she uh, blandly said that she reckoned the return rate was about 10%, and I accepted that. And for several months running the business, I didn't actually do any, um, do any sums to figure out whether that was true or not. It wasn't until I'd gotten my feet under the uh, table and started to be comfortable with the business that I started looking in more depth at data. And what I found was a bit of a shock, actually, because returns turned out to be more like 17%, 18% okay. uh, rather than 10%, which, uh, which really was quite a shock because, um, you know, that, 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 that's potentially quite a big cost. And the main reason people were returning stuff was that, um, you know, it didn't fit, which is, which is fine. Um, so a lot of those were exchanges, but uh, most of them were returns for, uh, for refund. So when I realized how high the rate was, I wanted to do something about it. Obviously, it suddenly became a focus for me, and I spent quite a bit, quite a bit of time looking at ways to, uh, to reduce that which um, I have done successfully. Would you like me to kind of tell you a little bit about some of the things I've done?
0: Yeah, it would be good. You know, um, uh, the, that was the next part of the discussion I was going to. How, how did you improve your returns? Right, yeah.
1: Right, okay. Well, basically what you've got to do is look at every, every aspect of the whole returns process. And that starts even before you've sold something. Um, I, when I started looking at uh, my descriptions, I'm, I'm thinking specifically about eBay. Let, let, let's focus on eBay. But this applies to uh, pretty much any, any marketplace that you might sell on um it, you, you need to make sure that your descriptions accurately reflect what it is that you're selling um in other words if somebody sees something online they read a description they have they form a picture in their minds um both a picture from from the image but also a picture from the description as to what that product is going to be like and therefore they have an expectation
0: yeah.
1: so if that product arrives and it doesn't look like they expected it to do it doesn't feel like they expected it to, to do or doesn't kind of fit like they expected it to do um, then you have a disconnect, and that's, that's one of the reasons why things get returned. Um, so you have to make absolutely sure that your descriptions are spot on and that your images are good, strong, clear images that can be zoomed so that people can zoom in and look at things. I mean, you know, I sell bras, so people look at things like the, um, uh, the, the shape of the straps, the adjustability of the straps, the hooks, etc., the shape of the, uh, of the bra itself and how, how it looks on the model and so on. So they have to have access to all that information before they make their decision to buy. Um, So that was the first thing I looked at, the front end of the process, basically. And I I, I realized that quite a few of the descriptions that I've inherited were not necessarily misleading, but that they just weren't very detailed. Uh, So I spent a lot of time improving the quality of the description and including things like, um, well, I mean, within eBay, of course, we call them item specifics. So including things like um, uh, what exactly the material is, because quite often I would have people uh, sending me an email saying, well, I, I ordered this bra because I thought it was made of cotton. Okay. Because I'm allergic to nylon, for example, um, and that was because I hadn't put any kind of material description into the uh, into the listing. So little things like that. So I gathered all the information from the manufacturer's details and made sure that every single listing had all of those details. And so I had a full description of the uh, the makeup of the, of the the material. So it might be, you know, 25% polyester, yeah. 60% nylon, etc., etc. So the more information you can put in, the more information you can gather, then the better that is in, in terms of beginning to potentially prevent returns. So that's, that's step one, looking at the front end. Sure. The next step is to uh, think about um, how long your return period is. Now, again, when I, start, when I took over the business, um, they were just uh, using the standard 14 days, which is the absolute minimum um, required by law. Um, and I felt that was a little bit stingy. I felt that uh, you know p- people should have a little bit longer to uh, to make their minds up. So initially, I extended that to uh, 30 days. And I think now eBay encourage sellers to um, uh, have a 30 day return period.
0: It is. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, they do. That's right. Um, and, that, and they they claim that that will make your um, your listings appear higher in search. I'm not so sure whether that's true, but. Um, Uh, Anyway, so so the the second thing I did after improving my descriptions was to um, increase my returns period from 14 days to 30 days. And I kept an eye on it to see whether um, that made any difference, whether I got more returns as a result of that. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't able to isolate the change from 14 to 30 from the improvement in the descriptions. But what I did find with both of those changes together... Was that uh, my return rate dropped from 16% down to I think it was about 12 or 13 initially? So I'd, I'd already saved a, a decent amount off it, but I think that was mainly by improving the descriptions, definitely. Um, so the next thing I tried was to uh, see whether increasing the returns period even further would be more of a problem. Um, in other words, would it would it create would it give me more returns? So I, I doubled the return period again. I extended it out to 60 days instead, which is actually the maximum that you can put on eBay, um, or, or officially put on eBay, um, because that, that, that's the highest option that you have. So I yeah. changed it to 60 days, and in fact, my, uh, my my returns didn't didn't change at all, which I thought was really interesting. In that, um, you know, I was giving people a much longer opportunity to send things back. Yeah. Uh, but they, but they weren't sending any more back. Um, didn't make any difference whatsoever. I suspect, but I don't have any figures, but I do suspect that um, it, it did help in terms of sales. Not a huge amount, but I think it made people feel more comfortable about um, buying my products because they had a, a much longer window. And I think it just says, says to the public, well, you know, I have confidence in my products um, and I'm happy to be generous in terms of my returns policy because, you know, not, I feel confident about it. So I did that. Now, in fact, um, I mean, you can't officially do this on eBay, but I do this on everywhere else. I now have a 12-month return policy. Wow, okay. So I've gone, gone from, uh, you know, 14 days to 30 days to 60 days uh, to a full 12 months. Um, so anybody who buys something in January can return it just before Christmas the same year if they want to. Um, I don't have a problem with that. And the reason I don't have a problem with that is because people don't do it. Um, I think the longest um, time I've had between selling something and actually getting a return back was i think it was four months and that was just that was a one-off the vast majority of um, returns will will actually come back within three weeks the vast majority yeah i i I need to do a graph on it but um i'm pretty sure that that's that's exactly the case so but of course again what you're saying to people is well like i'm really confident in my product i'm really confident in my level of uh, customer service and um i'm prepared to say to you yeah you can return it up to a year now to be honest i could I could say, well, you can return it whenever. You can return it in 10 years' time, if you like. I mean, I could confidently say that <laughs> because I know that it wouldn't make any difference to the number of returns or, or, you know, or, or the cost of returns. So, so that was the next thing I did. Um, and kind of the last thing I did was to um, get more efficient about my process in terms of handling returns. Um, because what I used to do when I used to hate returns was I used to let them build up um, and i think you probably have seen that picture that um yeah. uh, that i had on on a presentation which is a great big pile of returns sitting in the corner of my office that i yeah. just didn't want to touch because i resented the fact of giving back the money um you know that, that's a huge mistake that's a huge mistake partly because on you know on, on certain marketplaces you get penalized for not sorting returns out rapidly um but also because it just becomes the elephant in the room that you, you don't want to deal with so i now have a very strict policy that um as soon as a return comes in it gets placed in a box in the corner of my office and it must be dealt with within a, well in, pr- depending on what time it arrives it, ne- it needs to be dealt with the same day okay which means you know it needs to be unpacked it needs to be checked it needs to be rebagged or thrown away if that's the, if, if that's the case although that's pretty rare for me um yeah. and the uh, customer needs to be informed that it's been received and that we're either refunding or we're we're exchanging um within 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 a day basically is, is what i attempt to do um, now, I don't think that necessarily Im- it improves my return rate uh, at all, but it makes me feel better about the whole process. Um, it means that it gets done. It means that I'm never faced with um, this ridiculous situation of having to return, you know, refund 40 people in a single day. I mean, I had one, one instance where I'd left it so long um, that I actually wiped out my previous two days' revenue. Oh, wow. Simply because I just I, I returned them all on the same day, if you see what I mean. Um, it, you know, which, which is just a crazy situation. Uh, so now I do them every single day. So if I get three in the morning, there's, there's, there's three done by the end of the day. If I get six or eight, then they're all, they're all done by the end of the day. And it never feels like a huge amount that I'm, that I'm giving back. Oh, the other thing I do, sorry, that I didn't mention is that I do try and encourage exchanges instead of returns. Okay. So if I get a return notification from, from eBay, somebody requests a return, Um, I will email the customer back and I'll say, great, sorry to hear that, you know, the the, the purchase wasn't right for you. Um, Do you want a refund or would you like to try something else? And that's, you know, it's a very simple, simple little email. And probably about 10 to 15% of people who have initially asked for a refund will change their mind and say, oh, well, yeah, if you could send me perhaps a different size or maybe this color instead. Um, so you can turn some returns round and turn them into exchanges. Now, I prefer exchanges because, obviously, you're retaining the customer. Um, you're making them feel a little bit better. And hopefully you're kind of satisfying them. by they, they do end up with something that they wanted. Well, not necessarily exactly the same thing they wanted in the first place, but they do end up with something. Okay. And therefore, they feel like more of a customer to me because they have actually bought and kept something. Um, even Now, I may exchange something two or three times, That does sometimes happen, especially if it's about getting the right fit. But if I do that, then I know that I've got a a customer for a long time because I've taken the trouble to, um, uh, you know, make sure that they get the right fit, even though I will have lost money on that sale, because I will. You know, typically when you do an exchange, you probably break even, maybe. Um, But if you do two exchanges, you're losing money. But, but
0: that's we, fine. Yeah, but once, again, you may have got those customers back at some point. Yes, uh, exactly. So it's, it's
1: about the lifetime value of the customer. That, that, that's what you have to bear in mind. And I would rather give them a good experience of, of a return um, and, and lose money on it and then keep them for the future than I would just to say, oh, well, easy your money back. Fine. Goodbye.
0: Yeah, yeah. Quick. Right. Okay, that's really good. So really, really good tips on that. So let's jump into international side. Do, do we see the same issue international?
1: Yeah, internationals, um, obviously, it, it's kind of a bigger problem in some respects. Not necessarily that people return more, although in certain countries they do. Um, I find that uh, the, worst company for, sorry, the, first country, the worst country for returns is Germany. Um, <laughs> okay. Whereas, yeah, I think everybody says that. If you speak to any online international sellers, they will tell you that Germany is the worst. Um, the, the thing that people do in Germany is they will tend to order six or seven different items um, so you get this nice, big, fat order, and you think, yeah. oh, this is great. Um, but you know, because it's Germany, that at least half of those will be coming back because they're either just trying different colors or they're trying different sizes. Um, and you always know when you, when you see two different sizes of the same thing being ordered that, you know, one, at least one of them is coming back, if not both. Um, so whereas my overall um, sort of UK uh, return rate is now about 11, 11.5%, um, in Germany, well, I don't sell very much in Germany, to be honest, partly okay. because of that. Um, uh-huh. But the, the rate is more like 30 to 33% wow. in Germany. You know, it's, it's three three times as much, basically. U.S., um, I do quite a bit of business in, in the U.S., and the rate is higher there. It's about 15%, 16%. Um, so, yeah, there are certain countries where returns are higher. But, of course, the logistics of um, returns are, are exacerbated as soon as you start going overseas. So initially what I used to do was um, I used to say to people, well, you've got to send it back to the U.K. Um, And I would ask, you know, I I would expect them to pay for it, except in the U.S. because I was um, selling on Amazon. Now, the rule is with Amazon in the U.S., if you sell there and you are um, selling from any other country outside the U.S. uh, and you expect people to return to the country of origin, then you have to pay for that return. Okay. Um, so at the time, I was, uh, I, so I was doing that. Uh, so that meant that I had to reimburse every time somebody sent something back. So hey, that was quite expensive because typically it was about anywhere between five and nine pounds to return something, even though it only cost me £4.50 to send it there in the first place. And I had to pay that because that was Amazon's rule. Um, and the worst, <laughs> the worst instance I had actually was that somebody um, sent something back via, I think it was DHL, Um, They'd obviously just gone into their office and stuck it into the office DHL pile um, and sent it back to me, but they hadn't filled out the paperwork correctly, so DHL rang me up and said, we've got an item here that um, uh, is being sent to you, and the customs duty hasn't been paid on it. So I'm saying, well, there shouldn't be any customs duty. It's a returned item. And they said, well, it doesn't say that. It says it's it's, um, something that you're importing effectively okay uh, and i said what well, so i said well i don't want it because i didn't want it you know I'd, I'd far rather get rid of a you know the 13 pound cost of the, the wholesale cost of the uh, of the item than pay what they were asking me to pay uh but they insisted unfortunately because they they wouldn't take the loss so i ended up paying i think it was 58 pounds to get a single item back from the states which was just insane so at that point, I started looking around for um, an alternative, and it took me quite a while, but I did eventually find uh, uh, a company called Easy Returns, and there are other companies that uh, that do this, um, but these guys are great because they, they will handle small volumes, which which is what I've got, basically. Most of the returns companies are looking for major, major volumes in terms of uh, numbers before it's worthwhile for them. But easy returns don't. Um, so what, what I get from them is that um, I get a, an address in, let me think, I get an address in the U.S., yep. an address in Canada, one in um, Australia, I um, don't think there's one in New Zealand, and they are opening new, uh, new addresses all, all over the world, but those are the three I use at the moment. Um, so what that means is I can, I can include in my uh, orders a, a return slip with a label for an address in New Jersey. For example, so all my US customers simply send their stuff back to New Jersey um, and they just pay, you know, domestic postage, which Amazon is quite happy with, quite happy the buyer to pay domestic postage. So I I tick the Amazon box, keeps the customers reasonably happy. Some of them say, oh, it's supposed to be free returns. And I say, well, you know, tough. Um, It's never caused a major problem. Um, So within a day of the stuff arriving in the New Jersey Return Center, then I get an email uh, from them saying this has been been received so I know that it's there uh, and I can then action that for the customer whether they want a return or an exchange or a refund or an exchange etc okay. so I still meet, meet um, Amazon's requirements in terms of the turnaround time for, for responding yeah um, and what happens then is they, they the, the return center wait for you know a month or six weeks or whatever until there's enough stuff there to justify shipping a box over yeah. actually they sh- ship it in a bag so probably about every six weeks, I get a big bag of returns from them. And they just charge me the cost of uh, shipping it over. So I get charged every time they receive a return, which is about £1.50, which is, you know, not bad. Yeah. There's a monthly f- monthly fee of, I think, £20. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's way cheaper than what I was doing before, i.e. paying for shipping individual shipping for each item every time okay. um, it came over from the States. So it's, it's a great solution for me and it's a great solution for the customers. It works really well. And yeah. there are, as I said, there are alternative providers as well.
0: Uh, also in with, with this, with the returns, now uh, we've seen um, one of the um, ratings we see on Amazon Account Health is return satisfaction rate. Yes,
1: absolutely. And absolutely. Uh,
0: I think eBay's got similar feature at the moment.
1: Yeah, Hans, but, you know, like like, like any time you compare eBay and Amazon, they do similar things, but Amazon enforces them and eBay is a bit more laid back about it.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <but laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have been caught out a couple of times, not because my system doesn't work, just but just because, um, you know, some, somebody has sent something from, you know, somewhere in the States to the return center.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, it's got lost in transit. It just never arrived at the return center. So I, I don't know that they sent it in the first place because they haven't invoked the Amazon returns process. Um, yeah. and, but it hasn't arrived. So I've not got informed. Um, so I'm, you know, just carrying on completely unaware of this. And then they complain to Amazon and, and say, you know, I sent this back. Um, so, yeah, sometimes you can get caught out with that. But you know what Amazon are like. They are like dealing with the, well, no, I won't say it. But um, they're, they're tough. They are yeah. tough. So any any minor infractions can can cause you problems. I managed to sort sort those couple of instances out. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, it, it, but you know to improve those sort of return satisfaction, right, the, this sort of what you've done with these third-party yeah. services like Easy yeah. Returns, uh, yeah. can be beneficial. I think Definitely. that's that's really good. So um, I think we we've run out of time. So which is uh, okay. and. <laughs> Um, but what we've just discussed with regards to returns management, I think that's really good. And for uh, online sellers, we're hearing this podcast. Uh, it's really good because these are the strategies Andrew actually worked and proved that that's it's successful. Also, just for the record, Andrew works and sorry sells on Amazon, eBay, and the website, and it's a ClaraOlivia.com. Um, and That's Andrew right. is regularly speaks in our meetups as well so if you do want to meet him you know, come to one of our London, Birmingham or Manchester events and he'll be more than happy to speak to you then um, yeah. and
1: if anybody's got any questions just drop a line to Prabhat and I'll be happy. he'll pass them on to me and I'll be happy to uh, to answer them and give you some more information I, I presume you're going to um, I mean, I'll send you the link for easy return so you can put that up um, for people to see yeah,
0: yeah we'll do so what I'll do is I'll, right. I'll put this on tonight's blog post as well so we we'll can okay. read what we just discussed so right, thank start. you very much Andrew for your time this morning thank you very my much my pleasure
1: alright good to talk to you Prabhat thanks thank a lot bye, bye.